Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezi Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive into the show. This week's podcast episode, and I'm talking about the four key foundations or pillars to heal and recover. And I'm sharing with you an update in my own postpartum recovery, a year after having my twins, how I've been focusing on healing and recovering. But the pillars I'm sharing with you, these key foundations, really would apply to anything you're looking to heal and recover from. So I want you to listen to this and make sure you are prioritizing the right things. There is nothing more frustrating. And there's nothing that will hinder your progress more than spending time trying to solve the wrong problem, spending time prioritizing something that is not going to give you the result that you want. So that's what this podcast is for, to make sure you focus on the right things and recover and heal and feel good faster, which sounds good, right? Um, otherwise, I'm so glad you are here. A couple of updates from this end of the world is I can't believe my girls are over a year old. We had their party and I made a big whole got helium and balloons. I realized balloons are like my love language. I love balloons. And we had a massive cake and it was so much fun. We, their birthday was actually a while ago, but it got delayed for various reasons and rescheduled and all those kind of things. So that's really fun. And I've just been focusing on celebrating myself um, and also celebrating my clients and the client wins that people are seeing just through their own hard work, through betting on themselves, from you know, taking a chance on themselves and just seeing incredible results um, with that. So I was chatting with a client today and she was, she's had a lot of issues with um, something called anusitis. So it's basically a horrible skin issue around your anus. So a bit embarrassing, very problematic, very sore. And um, it, it, and we were just talking today and she's still got some progress to make, but she was like, oh my goodness, it's feeling better. I feel like she was just feeling so much more hopeful and obviously she'd done the work and we'd really had worked on lots of things with her around her psychology, around her gut and stuff that came up on a stool test, all of these kind of things. But just like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad I did this. I really feel like after struggling, I'm kind of turning a corner. I'm feeling really good. She went for a walk the other day with no pain or bleeding or these kind of things. And that's just so phenomenal. And that was because of the work she did. And because in our work together, she wasn't stressing out about trying to do all these things that wasn't the right thing. We got her to focus on the right thing, aka solving the right problem. And that's how she kind of starts to see and is seeing incredible results that she wasn't seeing on her own. Why wasn't she seeing them on her own? Is it because I'm some unique unicorn? No, it's because she was stressing and being overwhelmed and anxious about trying to do all these things, take all these actions that were were to solve the problem she didn't have. Was we really simplified things, figured out what was happening. And her goal now is to just keep, and what she has been doing, sorry, is just solving the right problems. And then she's seen results and with less head stress, less beating herself up, less overwhelm, less frustration, less, oh, is this good? Is this bad? So powerful. So that's very exciting. Um, And I entered a 10K recently. So I am upping my running game, which feels super exciting. I love running, FYI. I know some people like run because they think it's healthy. I actually don't think running's that healthy. It's quite hard on your joints, but I love doing it. So that is exciting. I'm so stoked about um, being able to run a bit more. Just saw my um, pelvic floor physio recently 
And so, yeah, that is feeling really, really good. And that's kind of it. Yeah, I'm just enjoying it being lighter and seeing daffodils and snowdrops and like being able to go swimming, wild swimming. Like I went at like six o'clock the other evening and it wasn't pitch black, which uh, was so good. So anyway, let's get on with today's show. Hey, 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 I'm interrupting myself to tell you something really, really important. So you listen to this podcast. So I'm guessing you would love to create more energy. You'd love to have a flatter belly, better digestion, more glowing skin, healthy balanced hormones, right? And chances are you're really struggling with that. You've listened to this podcast. You maybe implemented a couple of things. You've actually, you're actually trying hard to make changes, but you're not seeing the results. You're still struggling with bloating. Your skin's weird. Your hormones are out of balance. Your bowels are just embarrassing. Whatever it is, I know I can help. And the great thing is, is I currently have capacity to take on new clients. I'm officially done with maternity leave. I have some great childcare, so I can take on a lot more clients, which is exciting. So if you've been on the fence about working with me, you're like, oh, I'm not sure. Will this work? Will it not? Then listen up. I'll also be increasing my prices soon as well. So if you've been wanting to work with me and you're really not sure, now's a great time to book in a call with me just so we can chat it through because you are also might mean you save money as well. So if you head to keziahall.com forward slash book, you can book in your free Zoom call with me. And this is a totally chilled, no pressure, informal chat where I just find out more about what's happening. We'll chat through what your program might look like, what it is that you might need to make progress. And then you can go and decide what's going to be the best fit for you. I offer also offer installment plans in terms of payment. So wherever your finances are, there's probably an option we can find that works for you. I know I can help you. I've worked with thousands and thousands of women. I've been doing this for years. I've done loads of training, fully qualified to do this. And I would love to help you create more energy, a happier flatter belly, more balanced hormones, glowing skin, deal with any pain issues. This is what I do with clients every single week. And we could get start working together within the next couple of weeks which is so exciting. So keziahall.com forward slash book to book in your call with me to find out more so that you can get in before the price increase. And we could get started soon. Just think where you could be in eight weeks time, how you could feel in that amount of time. And if you like this podcast, chances are you will love working with me in this program because we'll just get you results really fast. That is the power of personalized approaches to your health and body and nutrition. Okay. I'd love to chat with you soon. So keziahall.com forward slash book to book your call. That's keziahall.com forward slash book to book in your call. I'll send you an email after the booking's made and then we'll chat on Zoom, which will be really, really fun. Okay. Sending you lots of love. So what are the key foundations and pillars to really heal and recover? That is what we're talking about today. And I'm using it in the context of um, recovering from um, giving birth to my twins just over a year ago. So I'm looking at this really from a postpartum context. But what I'm going to be sharing with you really would also apply to um, healing and recovering from long COVID or um, another viral infection to recovering from burnout, chronic fatigue, like um, another, maybe a surgery that you've had or a series of surgeries or in-depth medical treatment that you've had. These principles and foundations would apply. I'm going to share with it, them with you in the context of my own recovery kind of postpartum journey, but majority of these things would apply to you if you are looking to recover, heal, get your energy 
health, mental health, body back to where you want it to be. Sound good? I mean, I think it does. So I want to share these things with you. So for context, I, and if you don't, if you don't know, I gave birth to twins um, just over a year ago and I have a toddler. So I have three kids under three. So my toddler was two when my twins were born and um, I had hyperemesis gravidarium in pregnancy. So pregnancy was really tough in terms of feeling incredibly sick on medication, all of these kind of things. Thankfully, the girls were very healthy. So they were completely healthy. I really struggled. Obviously, then I gave birth to them and their birth, I chose a hospitalized birth and to have um, like drug intervention. So there was lots of drugs, which I chose. Um, And then obviously followed by a year's worth of sleep deprivation and nutrient depletion that comes from birth making humans and that's probably the only real difference here is obviously making humans feeding humans is an incredible nutrient depletion more so than say surgery or like long covid you will have nutrient depletions with that but making humans is especially taxing and um they're like little leeches they just leech out literally they will take the calcium from your bones (laughs) So there's a massive um, area of nutrient depletion, which plays a role in general recovery, but that would probably be the only difference. So as a little bit of context, so I want to share with you um, what I've focused on, because as you can imagine, I I came back to work, what, about six months, five months after they had been born, um, because I, because I wanted to, um, but with work, a business, a toddler, with twins, um, there's my own health recovery appointments, the girls, progress, health visitors, midwives, blah, blah, blah. there's just been a lot going on. So I really want to share what is possible for you because I'm not some super special, um, unique unicorn out there. Uh, but people often say to me like, oh, I don't know how you do it all. And first of all, I don't do it all, but I'm really clear on um, prioritizing my own health and recovery and on, on, on looking after the mothership is... A priority for me. So I want to explain more what that looks like. This is also stuff I work with my clients all the time. These pillars I'm going to share with you is always what gets incorporated into my clients' personalized programs. And obviously we personalize it <laughs> because everybody is different, but these things will apply to you. So um, that's the context, a little bit of background. In terms of where I'm at now, um, I find that from my two... Um, Uh, times that I have given birth, I find that I actually recover from pregnancy and birth quite quickly in terms of my energy and health and well-being, which isn't always the case. And I do completely put that down to kind of the default lifestyle habits I have. Um, And now a year um, after them being born, I am generally and genuinely surprised that I am in as good a health as I am. (laughs) I was seriously concerned about having twins and all the depletions and all the sickness I'd had in pregnancy about having twins and then just hitting complete burnout, nervous breakdown, thyroid disease, something just going wrong because that would be relatively logical. Um, And that's not really happened so far. And I think it's because I've been focusing on these four things. And this is also why my clients see incredible results because we also focus on these things in terms of helping them heal and recover. So 
a year in, my energy is good. I'm back to exercising. I've been running. I exercise about four times a week, five times a week. I um, feel good in my body. I have lost probably the majority of baby weight. Not that that really matters, but I do fit into most of my old clothes. I've probably got a little bit more just from preference that I would like to lose. I'm at a healthy weight, I think, but um, there's maybe a little bit more um, fat around my belly than I would like. And um, belly fat is often associated with uh, less, uh, no, more poor health outcomes, shall we say. But generally speaking, healthy weight, feeling strong, building muscle, able to move. I have energy. Um, generally speaking, my mental health has been good. There has obviously been anxiety and low moments, um, which I think is really normal postpartum. Um, not to say that you don't do anything about it, but is to be expected. But to be honest, I was wondering if I'd have a full on nervous breakdown, which hasn't happened. There has been some really big stuff going on within my nervous system and within my brain because I have been going through therapy and dealing with some, um, doing some trauma work and these kinds of things that I couldn't do when I was pregnant because you're not allowed to do certain trauma therapies when you're pregnant. And so there has been a lot happening, but I have at least had the resiliency and to do that. And generally speaking, my mental health is feeling good. My eating feels like relatively low drama. I'm not, but equally healthy. So that's a little bit of the context of where we're at. So how have I gotten to this point? What do I think has helped me and what helps the countless of clients that I work with in terms of their own recovery, energy, feeling good and getting to where they want to be? Okay, so the first thing that I focused on um, that you might be like, in the context of postpartum, you might be like, what? But in, is really important is sleep quality. So wherever you're at, whatever it is you're looking to recover from, whatever it is that you want to heal from, sleep quality. Now, it would have been really easy for me to just be like, impossible. I've got twins. I've got a toddler. There is absolutely no way on earth, Kezia, that you can focus, that I can focus on sleep quality. Because we all have our excuses, don't we? But you can focus on sleep quality because sleep quantity is important. But I know and knew having three tiny babies and a toddler that sometimes wakes up, the, the quantity part, there's very little control I have of that. But the quality part, now that is what I can work with. So this was something I focused and prioritized from the get-go, like week one is that even though, you know, milk production wise is best to pump and feed all through the night, I was not doing that. I was prioritized um, because I um, pumped for my babies. Sorry, I totally forgot what the word was there. Um, I um, never breastfed them at night, but I would pump twice a night. I prioritized that because I have low milk and low glandular tissue and blah, 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 all those boring things. So I knew that milk production was a priority. So I was, right, I'm going to pump twice a night because that's when prolactin levels are high, help milk production. So I did that, but that then meant that I was going to bed where possible. And we kind of, this, you know, there was lots of logistics around this, but I would go to bed about 7 a.m., sleep till 12 o'clock, pump, deal with the girls. Me and my partner would swap tag team in throughout the night. My He'd do the first half of the night, I'd do the latter half of the night pump again at about three o'clock, try and get a couple more hours sleep if I could. Sometimes I wouldn't, but at least I'd gotten that chunk, four hours, three hours, four hours, five hours at the start of the evening. And that was what I did. So that's how I could um, prioritize. And during those times, we tag-teamed it as a couple. And I know that a lot of this is um, only really possible in that early phase because 
I was they were bottle fed even if it was breast milk it was bottle fed so um you know every time they needed fed I didn't need to be awake so that was uh, a big plus but that's also why I wanted to bottle feed them again for me personally I really want to prioritize my sleep quality so sleep quality I also have an aura ring o-u-r-a if you just google aura ring I'm not affiliated with them although maybe I should be um sorry that is the fan heater just come on in the background bear with I love my aura ring and what it does is it tells me how much deep sleep, how much REM sleep and how much light sleep I am getting. Any other tracking device that you have, don't trust it in terms of your sleep data. It's very poor quality. Aura ring is the best quality um, tracking for sleep out there. That's why I obviously geekily have it. So I have been tracking. I started wearing that probably not straight away with the girls, a good couple of months in. So I've been really aware of how much REM sleep and how much deep sleep I'm getting and how I can optimize that. So ways you can optimize your sleep quality. First thing, block out blue light. Blue light stops melatonin production. Just let's put it really simply. Melatonin is what you need for quality sleep. If you are in front of a laptop, a Kindle, a device, a TV, a screen, just getting blue light flooded through your eyes until 10 o'clock at night, then you're going straight to sleep your sleep quality will be far worse. If your sleep quality and melatonin levels are lower, you are at higher risk of all sorts of health diseases, health diseases <laughs> of health problems in the future. It is as simple as that. Buy some blue light blocking glasses, filter out the blue light on your phones, on your screens, on your tablets, block out the blue light, turn your lights down low, don't put on main lamps, use lamps and candles in the evening turn that down, especially with your kids as well. So often a lot of these night lamps, grow lamps are all blue light for children, disaster. Melatonin, you need that. So that's one of the easiest, most actionable things that you can do in terms of sleep quality. But that is something that I have really prioritized. That's meant having naps during the day in those first few months when, you know, I was getting maybe what, three hours sleep, four hours sleep. I really want to make sure that sleep was good quality. So wherever you're at, quality sleep. If you are tired, chances are you need better quality sleep. One, one of many things, but really important. And I know that we have lots of excuses for why we can't get to bed earlier, why we can't wind down, why we have to watch TV, why we, you know, why you have kids. I, there's lots of excuses that you can have. We simply have to make a choice and realize how do you want to feel? I wanted to not have a nervous breakdown and burn out and be so sick that I couldn't parent my children and my babies, so I focused on sleep quality, okay? Uh, no excuses. Either go to bed earlier, block out blue lights, get better quality sleep, get a babysitter, tag team with your partner, um, you know, do something radical to improve your sleep quality. Especially if you're a mother, it's really easy to just enter this martyrdom space of like, you know, Oh, I have, I breastfeed my two-year-old, which is great. Your choice to do. But, you know, they wake me up three times a night and they've been doing that for two years. No, now is the time to prioritize your sleep quality. I know that's maybe a bit radical, but do not, if you're a mother, do not be a martyr. You don't have to be when it comes to sleep. But we kind of have this cultural thing of like, oh no, it's fine. No, it's not fine. <laughs> and it doesn't need to be that way. Okay. Next uh, foundation is something that I have focused on to really ramp up and support my own recovery is nourishing foods, nutrient dense 
homemade whole foods. So for me, what this looked like, I knew there was a set point that I'm having a baby, obviously, well, set-ish point. Um, this might be the same if you're having an operation or you're going through medical treatment. So before I gave birth to the girls, I had a freezer full of food, food that my family had cooked, food that friends had cooked, food that was on offer that was good from the shop, food that I had made, leftover chili, leftover bolognese, um, soups, brownies, flapjacks, all in the freezer, nourishing foods. And I honestly think that's why I accelerate my healing postpartum is nourishing food, nutrients, eating enough, not stressing about the food that you're eating. Really, really important. So if you can, if there's if you, you know, birth operations, these kind of things, you can have a set time that you can prepare for. So if you can prepare, do it. If not, then really focus on nourishing foods as much as you can, getting people to make them for you, eating them, like buying them from the shop, using meal delivery services like Mindful Chef or um, a local meal delivery or, and quality home prepared foods you can do. You know, people will make meals for you and drop them off at the house focus on that as much as possible. Even simple things like omelets, eggs, very simple. Um, soups can be quite simple. Put it in a slow cooker. Anything that you can dump into a slow cooker can be really nourishing and pretty, pretty simple. Okay, so nourishing foods. That goes without saying, um, you really want to focus on recovery. Good quality protein, protein with every meal, ideally animal protein or eggs or fish. Um, if you are vegetarian or pescatarian, really want to focus on that every single day, ideally every single meal. Not, this isn't forever, but for a good couple of months of recovery, you really want that happening. You want the zinc, you want all of this good stuff that comes in, in those foods. Okay, the next thing that you want to focus on and that I focused on is support. So your first thing, I might say nourishing foods and you're like, yeah, because I'm recovering. I can't make lots of food. Like, I'd, I'm in bed. I can't move my leg. I've had an operation. I've just given birth. I've have chronic fatigue and can literally just manage to go to the toilet and that's it. Then you need support. Support is so important. So like I said, with my freezer, even after the girls were born, I had people like a meal delivery train, people delivering food to me um, for a good, like I had enough food for several months. I'd filled my freezer um, to, to for about a month's worth of food probably. And then I had people deliver, dropping off food for about two weeks, three weeks following the girls. So um, get support. Support might be getting a cleaner. It might be getting a therapist. It might be getting um, more childcare. It might be having a meal delivery service. It might be buying ready meals from places like Mindful Chef if you're in the UK or Balanced Bites if you're in America. Like having, figuring out the support where, what in your life is most draining and most stressful. For a lot of people, that's food. So where can you get support and how can you reduce the stress there? I had also had a freezer full of um, ready meals for the first few months where the girls were born. In the UK, I used the company Mindful Chef, which uses decent ingredients, good levels of protein. And so we had at least one or two meals a week was a ready meal from Mindful Chef, or it was great for lunches when breastfeeding. She's like starving and want to eat like five meals a day. Um, in America, I know as company by Dan and Filippo called Balanced Bites that does really good quality ready meals that you can buy then. There's probably other options in America as well. I'm not sure about Canada, or there may be Balanced Bites ships to Canada. Anyway, but really think about what support can you get? Is it asking a partner to help you more? If you are in a male-female relationship, most of the time, this is a generalization, but 
men aren't doing enough in terms of cleaning, cooking, thinking, doing, thinking about the logistics of kids, thinking about taking the pets to, um, to the vet, thinking about food, thinking about meals, shopping, recipes, cleaning the loo, these kind of things. You need to get support on that. I had, I'm really grateful and I'm in a very, I know I'm in a very privileged position where I got a lot of support, but I will say I got a lot of support because I let myself have support and I asked for support and obviously a good dose of privilege in there as well, which I will happily acknowledge it. So ask for support, whether that is, you know, I asked my husband to buy a freezer off of Facebook. So we had a freezer to put the food in so that could go in the garage. I asked for extra childcare for my son because there was a lockdown happening. So he didn't have his usual childcare. So I asked family to do that and people who lived close to us. I asked for support overnight. I asked for people to clean and to come and clean our house. I asked for, I got support through food, having all the food, because that's a massive thing in my brain and can be a massive stress, just getting that out the way so I didn't have to think about it. Ask for help. I know it can feel hard. I know you can feel like it's, I sometimes find it hard even knowing how to get support. So a really good question is that question I said before of, What is the most draining thing in your life and what causes you the most stress? Maybe it's taking your dog out for a walk. Maybe it's picking and dropping the kids off. Maybe it's deciding what to have for dinner. Maybe it's the fact that you really want to clean up uh, because the house is a mess. Figure out the things that cause most stress, most energy drain, and then get support on those things, whether that's free support from children and your partner, getting them to step up and do more things, paying someone, doing swaps, asking your friends, whatever it is, okay? So the final thing um, that you want to do and that I really focused on and prioritized was supporting my nervous system. I can tell you there is nothing um, more powerful in terms of frazzling and stressing out your nervous system than having not one, but two screaming babies that you physically can't hold at the same time that both require things from you and you constantly have to decide which one you're going to deal with first while the other one screams and has to wait for you to do. That really Fs up your nervous system. So I was aware of this because I could feel my adrenaline. I could feel the cortisol. I could feel the emotion. So every day I focused on doing nervous system support, breathing in deeply when the girls were screaming. And every day I did something called a yoga nidra, which is basically like a body scan that would be for 20, 30 minutes And I would just take that time, fed the girls, pumped, leave them with family, leave them with someone, and then just go while they were sleeping, go and breathe and do that and let my nervous system unravel. I did it before I went to sleep because sometimes I was just too, I was exhausted, but you know, you're just a bit too wired, but supporting your nervous system is really important. And even as we've come out of that newborn haze, I continue to do things to support my immune system. That includes breath work, meditation, journaling, taking 5, 10, 15 minutes for for myself on a regular basis and really doing things to nourish my nervous system. Some of the simplest things to do is meditation or mindfulness, like that yoga nidra is essentially like a body scan. Um, That can be a really helpful place to begin. I also started therapy probably, what, like nine months into there, when they were nine months old. So that was kind of to support my nervous system. I also did movement, found, you know, so when, as soon as I was able to walk again and had a bit more movement without pain after they were born, you know, I was just taking them out for walks, getting into the fresh air, doing some deep breaths. And that was, you know, the way I exercised for many, many months was just focusing on walking and doing my pelvic floor repair and rehab work. 
Um, so really important, support your nervous system. Maybe you're stuck in bed recovering from surgery or a viral or long COVID or chronic fatigue. Really incorporate some relaxing breath work, some body scans, some mindfulness. Maybe you've burnt out. Maybe your body has just totally burnt out recently. Really consider starting a daily meditation practice. I know every part every cell in your body will resist this. You will not want to do it. It will not feel fun. You do, will not think you have time for it. The more you feel like that, the more you need to do it, honestly. Really, really important. You, If you stay in a chronic state of stress for a long time, like if I'd stayed in a chronic state of stress for the past year, my health would have massively, massively suffered. So I've had to be really careful that I make sure every day, and I'm not perfect, I do miss days where I just have days where I'm totally frazzled and I think, oh shit, I need to calm down. But I really prioritize taking baths, doing meditation, taking five minutes, 10 minutes for myself and letting my nervous system calm so that my body knows it's safe, so that my biochemistry can adjust accordingly, so that I can heal and repair so that I can digest my food, so that I can create healthy, balanced hormones. Really, really important. If you want to accelerate your healing, your progress, your recovery, support your nervous system. Plan in, be intentional about having calm moments in your day. Okay? Really important. I found this to be incredibly helpful and challenging to do. Like, you know, I'm just going to go meditate. Just, I'll just leave you with my three children screaming <laughs> or like your mid meditation. And then all you hear is like everyone screaming downstairs. So, you know, you win some, you lose some, but I highly recommend that you do this. Even breath work. I love personally yoga nidra. Those are longer, like 20, 30 minute sessions. I love those. I did them every day for those first couple of months. I'm really restorative, really helpful, but you can find your own groove with this, find your own groove. But breath work, meditation, being outside in movement, if, if that is an option for you, obviously, depending on what you're recovering from, and really supporting your nervous system, making sure that you have moments of calm every day, ideally several times a day, okay? And I promise you, if you do these things, if you focus on these things, you will recover and heal faster. So take a moment now, think about these four things, sleep quality, nourishing foods, supporting your nervous system and overall support, getting support for yourself. Which one of these four is most pertinent for you? Which one resonates most? Which one in your gut you're like, oh yeah, I need to, I need to work on sleep quality. Yep. I need to stop. I need to stop blocking blue light. I need to, you know, have more nourishing foods. I need to get more support, get that cleaner. I said I would get, get that, you know, do childcare swap with the neighbor in terms of the school run, like whatever it is. Okay. If you have any questions, head to um, find, find me on Instagram or email admin at Kezia Hall. Otherwise, I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm so glad that you are here. And if you're looking for more in-depth, personalized support, then remember, I'm currently taking on new clients so we could get started working together super soon. So head to keziahall.com forward slash book to book in your call with me and we'll just chat it through what it looks like, what it would look like for you and answer all of your questions and you can decide if it's a good fit. So head to keziahall.com forward slash book, book in your call with me and we can chat super soon on Zoom, which would be really fun. It'd be like a podcast, but where you can reply. (laughs) 
which is always fun. So I would love to chat with you. So head to keziohall.com forward slash book and we can just chat it through. This is a really chilled, informal chat. No pressure, no weird, weird sales techniques, just a chat on Zoom. And feel free to bring a cup of tea. Okay. I look forward to speaking to you soon. Bye.